lovely male paws just the clap. I am Deb, and the gentleman sitting next to me who recently screamed at a car that tried to run him over, like Gandalf, is Doug. Hello. Yes, I was carrying a um, poster tube, I guess yeah. you call it, yeah. um, to finally give you your drawing, which I talked about a little bit on Dan, and you finally have it, so I can finally talk about what it looks like. <laughs> um, oh, I need to take... No, I've got pictures to okay. post online. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it's a very long poster tube. Um, it basically looks like an about, empty tube of wrapping paper. Yeah, 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 about that length. And uh, a car was coming up really quick out of a parking lot as I was crossing kind of the little driveway. And he kind of stopped. And I'm like, I was about to get hit. And my, without a beat of hesitation, the first thing I could think of was to do was to shake the stick at him and go, You shall not pass! And then just stare at him. Which, of course, was completely lost on the other no, he no, he he got it. It took him a second. Like it, it literally took a second. For, like it was like a dinosaur brain thing where it's like, oh, I got hit in the tail. It's gonna take like you know. It had to come from his ass brain to his real brain. Yeah, it, it was very much. Um, where he was like, wait, what? Oh, like, <laughs> and we kind of smiled at each other afterwards. And he waved, and I was like, yeah, okay. Um, but I guarantee he's talking to people about it. He's when like, we were I talking. almost hit this weird kid. I almost hit this fucking nerd. Like, who just like. Did I carry that around just so I could do it? No. Are you sure? Yes. Does he know that? No. Exactly. So today is kind of an oddity, because you and I actually got to see each other and spend some time together last night. Yes, that sounds more scandalous than it is. Um, we recorded... Well, there were two uh, other men involved. Back to back to back. No dicks! <laughs> Sorry, anyways... Uh, <laughs> tackle, fuck. Anyway, um, we did our first crossover episode. We did our yeah, we did a, a network wide crossover because I got the damn um, the damn outro um, in there, and that was uh, so we had uh, we did sh Deb was kind enough to host physically host um, shooting the gaps. We had Ryan and James. Um, obviously, you and I do no applause, and then I close the episode with uh, the good night internet. Um, tagline from Hi, from Dan. Good night, Internet. <laughs> I always say it silkily. Blows and wide of sleep. No, I don't record Dan at uh, at home anymore. Oh, that's right. You do it in your break room. I at do work, it in the break like room the at crazy work. Person. Mm -hmm. But we did have a grand old get together. It was, it was, uh, yeah, it was very. Um, I should have tagged it A versus uh, A uh, A V X, which is Avengers versus X Men. That would have been a good. You think? Yeah. Well, too late now. However, there was one... Of course, that's a coin flip on who's who on that one. There was one very hilarious moment where I got Doug's what-the-fuck face. Oh, that was, like, in the first, like, three minutes. The minute you just jumped into, like, stats and running backs, I was like, WTF? Now I owe Mark Mary money. Um, <laughs> I was just like, wait, wait, hold... I was not... I really was prepared to have someone else join me on the nerd front... You thought I was going to be playing Ingress on my phone the entire time, didn't you? I told you you were going to be jealous if I started playing Solitaire. And, uh, no, you were at actively engaged in all the sports talk. Everything you said was cogent and topical and weirdly accurate. And I was just like, hold on, I need someone else to make Ben Vereen jokes. Like, what the shit? I'm sorry I don't care about sports at all, even a little bit. But I memorize stuff really quickly and I work at a sports bar. See, the closest I got with the boys 
and being around them is like whenever the Broncos would lose, I'd go, well, is that a matter of pride? Was it, you know, how they played? Very kind of general surface things. You, you like prompted them about players, which if you have, if you are not a quarterback from the mid '80s, or have been on a Wheaties box, I don't know who the are fuck we you are. About Doug Flutie again? Uh, I know, I know he's a football player. I could not tell you what position he played. He was a quarterback. Was he a quarterback? Yeah. I couldn't tell you for who. Okay. I'm almost 100 percent positive, but I don't want to say it in case I'm wrong. Anyways. But, you know, like I said, and honestly, a lot of it had to do with the economics and the politics of the game. Because, like I said, they've got this quote-unquote contingency plan for if the weather's too bad on the Super Bowl. And yet they never have a Super Bowl in Denver because they say that it's too cold and it might snow. Yeah, because Jersey's so much Which better. Which we had, what was it? We had the home field advantage um, on, the, on the conference championship, and it was like 50s, 60s. It was beautiful. It's gorgeous out today. What's oh, it like yeah. in Jersey? Oh, what are they doing? Round two of the polar vortex. I was gonna say polar vortex. Round two. Sounds yeah. like a goddamn X Men. Sounds kind of awesome. Now I'm picturing an actual X Men called the Polar Vortex. Yeah, yeah, it'd be pretty sweet. He has like whirlwind freeze powers. Is it kind of like Storm's nemesis. Oh, we're t- gonna talk about nemesis off uh, off air. Okay. But because yes, I I, I, totally, I I totally got Doug's what the fuck face like within the. First I could not cock my eyebrows any fucking harder. It hurt my face. It was just like, whoa, ha, huh? oh, god damn it. I think that's when I started really, <laughs> really, uh. Really what? Oh, okay. Picking up the slack? Yeah. Well, no, it was nice, though. I was going to say, you, as precursor to this, what did you say to me before the boys came over to record? I told you all to play nice. I can be nice, and I was nice. And then someone laughed when you said that. The non-turn laugh. Like I said, I can be nice, and I was nice. Thank you. You were more than nice. Not only were you a top-notch hostess. Top-notch. You're a great hostess, Cupcake. Wait a minute. No, I want cupcakes. God damn it, I'm quoting Dario. I know you're you're quoting Dario. What was the name of that guy? The what? football player. Um, it was Brittany and Kevin. Brittany and Kevin, yeah. Uh, you're a great hostess, Cupcake. Anyway, um, you know, you were very accommodating, and like I said, you were... <laughs> it, I swear to God, you did fucking homework. I prepared a little bit. But that was pretty much only for the pop culture top five. It was nice to have... <laughs> to hear you tell them, like, whiteboard, get back, like... It, to actually keep them on topic and yeah, keep them in the timeline. I mean, usually they rely on, and we haven't really talked about this on Unshoot in the Gap, um, but, like, we rely on, like, me doing, like, hand mo- uh, um, hand signals for, like, the timing of where... I'm a more vocal moderator, that is true. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, you know, to have someone go, eh, back on top, it was like, what, what, huh? And then it's like I like it was like when if you if, well you have siblings when like your so parents many siblings. when you're how many siblings all the siblings um, when uh, like your parents are yelling at uh, say your brother or sister and uh, but you've been kind of like um, acclimated to thinking that like they're yelling at you and you're like they're like God damn it Dave and then you're like ah oh wait he said Dave like. My parents actually didn't do things like that, but we can pretend. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, when my um, parents uh, you and your hypothetically stayed married and had more children. Um, like my mom wanted to. Um, and I would say I'd be near. I can make it sadder. When my uh, when her parents died, she actually said to me, I kind of feel bad for you that when like you're, like when my dad and, and she die, that I'll have no one to kind of like turn to that would feel the uh, exact same way about that exact same person. Not that I've had, you know, I don't have any friends that have lost parents. Yes, I do. But, you know, like, you know, but if I turned to you and said, like, when my mom died, you'd be like, oh, holy shit. You'd think about your mom dying, but you wouldn't know, like, oh, like, that specific mom died. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, so that was awesome. Way to take it down a notch. Okay, so let's move on. Yep. We are inching closer and closer to the end of How I Met Your Mother. We finally found out what Barty does for a living. Please. Please. I loved that payoff. I never thought we'd see it. I was no, re- I was I really never thought we'd I, and I was what he did. and I was very okay with never getting that payoff. It was one of those like it's always going to be one of those unanswered questions. That and the pineapple like where did the pineapple come from and what does Barney do for a living? I thought it was going to be like Norm's wife. Um, like I said, Barney's a patsy, but he was working with the FBI the entire time. To fuck that guy up for stealing his girlfriend in what was that like a flashback from like season three? I think it was actually even season two. It might was it even season two? I mean, just a fucking five season callback. But I loved it. Oh, it was glorious. That and the whole gag with him being exactly drunk enough to not be able to lie. And then they keep had keep. Oh yeah. They had to keep getting him drunk because he kept slipping into like down a level into Jabba. <laughs> and I also like that they kind of did a little bit of the setup for what happens later on where they establish that Robin's wealthy, so that's why it's okay for Barney to completely fuck over his boss and not work anymore. Why why was she wealthy again? It's her family's money. Um yeah, but th- she explains like what the Oh, that was a great gag when Ted just goes, eh, put it on the bride's bill. Yeah, like, that was fucking awesome. And Barney's just agreeing that she never paid for anything. <laughs> I want to go back and watch that episode. So, and you have the foreshadowing of the ring bear. Is there or is there not going to be a bear And his name's like Travis Murdoch or something. It's like Travis McCullough. And you're like, okay. But he's like in a Russian gulag? Like, I don't understand <laughs> Like I said, is there or is there not going to be a bear at our wedding? <laughs> I've worked with him before. I scored a high on the ACTs, advanced card tricks. <laughs> it was a phenomenal episode. They're well, really the subplot though is kind of heartbreaking because they finally have Lily and Marshall together to actually have a conversation. Well, and what's going to happen? Because you know that they end up well to do based on the flash forwards. Um. So, but like I said, I mean, well, one, it was a little funny when Marshall was trying to quote, bang his wife to sleep, so we didn't have to have that fight. Yep. But yeah, like I said, they finally are having that fight, and you're just like, oh god, this is uncomfortable to watch. It was the, the no pauses and da 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 da. Like it was when you're emotionally attached to that, and it's like, well, is the mother at the wedding by the way yet? Because she was on the way. That's how she met Lily. No, she's there. Because if you remember in a previous episode, she's come back to kind of have it out with the singer in their band. That's right. 
Yeah. The other one that we haven't really talked about yet is the previous episode to that, where the swords make a comeback, and they ruin Lily's, uh, they ruin Lily's uh, rehearsal dinner dress, and then Lily and Robin accidentally break the bottle of scotch, and they mix it all together to try and replace oh, with it. Oh, chocolate Just, and, and uh, yeah. She's like, isn't that a Highlands thing? Of course I know about the Highlands clump. Oh, ha, ha, oh. Oh. No, that was a couple ago. Was it a couple ago? Yeah, but we there's the the reoccurring it. them dropping five hundred dollars, three hundred dollars, is six, it six? Six hundred dollars uh, bottles of scotch. Yeah. Because I think what the one, well, no, that was the first one, but they broke I think three total. Well, um, that was one. The other one was one when um, Barney and his brother walk out and catch his mom with. His the, brother's the dad's, yeah, and then he drops the one there, and then the next one is when the, no, I was going to say when the lead singer from the band bumps into Ted and he drops it and Ted punches him in the face. Right, right. And then, yeah, because the, the one they mixed together was the first one that Ted drops, um, uh, yeah. when he goes, yeah, because he has the, the one-on-one with Barney, like, really early on in the, in the season. That's the one they mixed. No, no, the one they mixed, um, they end up admitting, oh, I was going to say they end up admitting to Ted what happens, and Lily goes and steals a bottle from the liquor store. Oh, that's right. Which Ted actually ends up stealing another bottle from the same liquor store later on. So I kind of feel bad for that liquor store owner, because he's out $1,200 now. Things only we would think of. It's a small business owner. They're the backbone of the economy. No, they're not. Been in Radio Shack a lot lately, and that place needs to go out of business. It's a shack. It's terrible. Yep. Which actually is an interesting segue into something else. It's the Circle K of electronic stores. Uh, I finally got a little, you know, digital TV antenna for my TV. Mm-hmm. Which has only got me addicted to crime procedurals again. Also, it looks like a ninja weapon. It does look like a ninja weapon. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, Ion will play big marathons of, like, Criminal Minds or Leverage or... Law and order, criminal intent. I'll just be sitting there on the couch, completely fucking sucked in. Not really, I'm, I'm normally like reading a book or working on something else while it's happening, but I'm not getting up and walking away. Hold on, when you say working on something, what what do you work on? Uh, reading a book, putting together some ideas for something else that I'm working on, cleaning my apartment. What cooking. do you have outside of this? My control issues are kicking in. See, now I don't want to tell you just to drive Bar-a-man. me nuts. Yeah, now I don't want to tell you just to drive me nuts. By the way, I've included Baraman now into my actual, like, Good everyday actor. life. Whenever I'm irritated, I just go, Baraman! But he's so awesome. <laughs> I know. He's so full of awesome. I know. I need to, I need to return back to Torchwood. Turn back to oh. Torchwood, Tug. By the way, nerds, you're welcome. Uh, I don't have the link... Uh, off the top of my head, but they did um, release free printable uh, Doctor Who um, Cards Against Humanity. Mm. I'll show you. Why is Arnon Turn not told me about this yet? Um, I, I will show you. I will show you later. Yay! Because it's 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 on my phone. So, however, would you like to explain your affectation for screaming Barrowman now? Yep. The origin. Um. Well, I have not watched any episodes. Except for the Doctor Who special, which was a shock. Um, I got the uh, Nevermind the Buzzcocks Doctor Who special. Um, originally, it was I saw the the snippet on YouTube where it's the knock knock who's there Doctor Doctor Who, it, correct? Um, with uh, with Tennant, and I think Tennant had just become the Doctor because he seemed very comfortable with like the typecasting aspect of 
being the doctor. And, um, but I ended up giving it to you and... I uh, watched but, it with an author and he loved it. I mean, I thought it was hilarious. Well, too, it's... But. And it's co-hosted, it's, it's ro- rotating hosts, but it's got like team captains and one of them is um, Noel Fielding from Mighty Boosh. Um, who I'm, I, I'm, the IT crowd. Huh? And the IT crowd. Is he on IT crowd? I think so. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Mighty Boosh. Um, to the point where I'm almost an elitist in terms of what seasons I'll recommend. Lord. Two and three are the best. Um, I think that it's the se- third season that's got old... No, second season has Nana Getton, where they summon the knitting grandmother demon. And the I believe the second season's one with Old Greg, which if you haven't seen, you need to. The amphibious merman with the mangina, which he refers to at one point as his downstairs mix-up. All right, then. And all he does is drink Baileys and do watercolors. So back to the Buzzcocks. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I'm laughing at old Greg. I'm old Greg. I'm old Greg. Um, I have a mangina. So, um, yeah, it was really good, and I'm glad that, like, you know, the, the, the non-turn liked it, and I assume you liked it. Of course I did. Um, re- I, mean, I just... now desperately want to do something where I can use the, I was going to say instrumental horn version of the final countdown as the background music, but... With the marching band or yeah. just Noel Fielding and uh, with the marching band. What's Although the with with them singing that, that was pretty good. That too. was a, it's very inventive games on that where I'm like, I was a big fan of the games where they bring out the musicians, the old musicians that had Doctor in the name, and you have to guess which one of the four people standing in front of you was the musician. Except for the Dalek. No, no, no! It could have been the Dalek. That was what's his name? Kind of nailed it. Where he's like, I think there's someone in there, and I'm like, oh, that's really good. And then there wasn't. Sorry, I'm thinking about... Once a mod, always a mod. I was going to say, the Dalek getting it on in the harder... Uh, harder. Well, and he does Doctor Who audiobooks. So he's like uh, a known voice. Um, uh, Phil uh, 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 Jupinus, I believe his name is. Um, But just no feeling talking about how... Um, he had said some disparaging remark about Radiohead. Oh, yeah. And the no, manager... No, 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 it's not Radiohead, it's, um... Coldplay. 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 Because Tenet actually... Top side, they're an easy target. Quit trying to say it to be cool. I'm not saying it to He's be like, cool. I, was I really like, just despise He goes, them. I've watched, like, nine times, he goes, I wasn't trying to be cool, I genuinely hate Coldplay. I can't believe David Tenet likes Coldplay. And he goes, they're good, moving on. Like, no, he deal d- with it. Deal with it. He does not let anyone knock, and it's like... Fix you. Tried to fix you. Yeah, whatever. Um, See, this is why I'm better at sports than you. I remember details. Saying I'm not detail oriented? This is like when I had a boss that said I couldn't think outside the box. You did have a boss, boss that said you couldn't think outside the box. Weirdly, I had a design job. It was when I worked at Davenu. Does this person not have a lot of creativity themselves? No. Okay. No. Isn't it interesting how people point out their own flaws in other people? Uh, he was mad because when given a task and then having, uh, one guy work on it and me working on it, um, the other guy would, what he'd do is if it was a business card for, let's say, a laundromat, he would get online, Google laundromat business card, and then kind of steal templates, whereas I would start kind of from the ground up and do, like, original designs, and he was like, wait, this kid has, like, three designs and you have, like, one, like, what, what have you guys been working on for four hours, and it's like, like, I built this from the ground up. You can't think outside the box. And it's like, no, I'm literally thinking outside the box. Like, I'm coming up with an original design, like, you know. 
He didn't think you were producing fast enough because you weren't yeah. stealing other people's ideas. Yeah, exactly. Um, not not to knock the other guy. The other guy was uh, 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 very good at his just job as well. Just a different style. Yeah, yeah. Just a different approach. But uh, yeah, I told uh, 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 past and future guest Gretchen um, about that, and she was like, "Really? Someone said uh, did they not know you?" And I'm like, "No, no." Because for someone to say like, I can't think outside the box or I'm not creative is like, do you, have you not met me? Like, did you recently draw me a picture? Well, not draw me, but draw a picture of some kind of troll. It's not a troll. Okay, a we're gonna talk about scone dough. Had a coworker who was baking. I'll do this really quick. Uh, had a uh, coworker who was baking and was talking about the dough she uses for scones. Scone dough. And at scone dough, and I went scone dough. That sounds like a great name for a D&D character. At which point, I, like, uh, I had lost all attention from my co-workers. The minute I said D&D character. Um, but it was stuck in my head, and I started brainstorming who Scone Doe would be. And he would be a dwarf from a mountain town. And, you know, he was always been like, Ah, ha, ha, let us have a, you know, a bag of wine before glorious battle. And he'd always heartily clap people on the back. Um, I have, uh, I always love characters with uh, eccentricities. Um, I don't know if I've ever talked about Minotaur, and I will in a moment. But uh, so I ended up—it was slow at work, and I ended up drawing Scondo, the dwarf, um, who has a—I um, don't think I named his axe, but it was something like—I want to name it something funny, like Lois. No, God, you're just as bad as my coworker. She was like Lucille. I'm like, you don't name axes after women. Um, also, Lucille's the name of the guitar. Uh, I think uh, was that BB King. I'm not sure. Uh, I believe so. Um, I think I like kind of like had a coin flip on Godthumper, or um, I believe it was Nat Fixer because the blade was so sharp it could it, it cut the dick off of yeah Nat. Oh, I like Nat Fixer. Nat Fixer. <coughs> um, yeah, yeah. I wanted to kind of have a, a humorous uh, like killing name, um, and then uh, but I like Godthumper because it just implied you to just like smack them with like the broadside of the axe to a god. Like, think of that scene in Thor two where he. Uh, hits the hammer against the, against the ground and everyone falls on their ass in the blast radius. Oh, in the very beginning? Yep. When they're fighting the whoever's. Um, the rock people. Um, and no, and I will tell you about the eccentricities of my Minotaur character, uh, Logar, um, named after the uh, Mike Myers character from SNL, Logar of the Hill People. And uh, he was a, a Minotaur who was racist against elves. And in the heat of battle, had a penchant for, and wait for the payoff on this, had a penchant for ripping creatures' arms off, beating them to death with their own arms. And if he killed them by doing so, he would slash, like, his skin with, like, a, a tick mark. Okay. Um, he ended up killing someone else in the in the campaign, like a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, because my friend, in the game, like, said something about being a cow, which is apparently, according to the damn racist, in against minotaurs so I ripped off his arm and beat him to death with it and it was this really interesting moment where they're like um um you just killed one of your friends and I'm like he's fucking racist I'm like you're fucking racist I'm like yeah but I'm not like openly racist against elves I just don't trust them because they're shifty and magical and yes and genetically and they're slight I didn't trust their size I think was what it was um but he was yeah a racist uh racist uh Psychopathic. Mentality. You know what? This is the group we need to ask about. Internet, please correct us. What is the name of the racist dragon from Flight of the Concords? 
I thought we figured it. No, we didn't. No. Yeah, we, we, that was was that that was off air though, wasn't no, it? No, that was on air. Was that on air? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What was the name of the racist dragon in um, Flight of the Concords? Which uh, Horatio Sands was wearing a Flight of the Concords shirt on at midnight. I believe that was Horatio. Well, oh, I need to catch up on my at midnight. Uh, the last weeks, like the the couple at the end, like uh, I think Thursdays was it was all right. Um, not like big name guests, but really the high point of the week with that midnight was the Ackerman, Posehn, Weird Al Yankovic. Um, I will tell you this, and let me know when it means something to you. One Direction, One Cup. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you that um, at one point, <laughs> Brian Posehn fake chokes like fake gags, and Weird Al may say the words, burn it with fire. So much fire. Yeah. So. Moving on to Dodge on. <laughs> There's no segue there. Nope. Um, no segue at all. Yeah, so we were going to talk about this last week and I wanted a chance to watch it. I'm glad I did. It's an amazing movie. Great uh, <laughs> directorial debut. Uh, it's an amazing movie. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, I'm sorry, do you disagree with that? Or if it, wasn't, if it wasn't written and directed by him, it would have never gotten made. And the end was a total fucking cop out. I thought I thought John's um, growth was a little um, lopsided. Yeah, it was a yeah a little uneven. It was a little like oh that's gonna happen because that's a formula that happens, um, which is weird because I guess he had Ryan Johnson look over the script. I don't know if you know who. I don't. Uh, writer director did uh, Brick and uh, Looper. So it's one of those, like, well, if you have him looking over the script, like, why is it kind of... And I thought it was going to be, like, the the introduction of Julianne Moore and that whole thing mm-hmm. was really... Did, it just seemed like... It, it didn't come out of nowhere, but it seemed like it It had that vibe of, like, where, why is this here? Where is it going? Oh, it's going there. Why did it go there? Like, I expected more um, personal growth between him and... Um, Scarlett Johansson in their relationship. Yeah, like I said, I'm sorry. I think the end was a total fucking cop-out. If it hadn't been Joseph Gordon-Levy, nobody would have thought anything of this particular film. Admittedly, cinematically and directorially, it did pretty well. But I'm just like, meh. I can't see myself watching it again. Um, I don't think it was a good combo to watch with her. No. Um, oh, God, no. It was just a matter of, like, like, you know, how many blows could my, you know my lack of a love life take right now through uh, moving pictures. Um, so I think uh, I'm just going to watch Wolf of Wall Street and the Black Cauldron instead for this week. Excuse me, I'm going to go watch American Hustle Tour three more times. The first, like, 20 minutes of it are great. I'm sorry, Science Oven makes me laugh every No, time. no, no. It's when she shoves the metal in there and goes... Don't tell me what the fucking do. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> and she explodes it. That was... I did not think she was going to be funny. You know what I mean? Like, Well, she can be very funny, though. She's been extremely funny in her personal life. Like, in in IRL, like... No, that doesn't work because uh, the I in that is in. But, um... But in real life, like, she has been really funny and very self-effacing. Um... And, and all this. Everybody wants to be your best friend. Come on. Everybody wants to hang out with Jennifer Lawrence. I like her haircut. 
Yeah, but you know why she did that? The pixie cut? Her hair was so fucking damaged from shooting the second Hunger Games, she had to cut it all off. Why would they... Would they die. Let her die. Oh. But yeah, Stone John, not not so much. I'm sorry. I, you know, once again, as for a directorial debut, I thought it was great. Um, it gave me more hope in, in you know, com- uh, compounding the news that he was going to team up with um, Neil Gaiman to bring Sam in to the silver screen. I'm, you know, as long as Gaiman's involved, I'm going to be okay with it. It's, it's if they would have done it without him. Um... The way they talked about doing an American space, but without, you know, having, like, Peg and Wright and um, uh, Jennifer um, Hines, I believe her name is, um, you know, involved, even in a, in a producing standpoint, like, it, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's the same reason that Stephen King remade The Shining, you know? Um, he wanted it closer to his vision, I think, with Gaiman, uh, and, I, and I think, once again, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt probably has the idea, uh, has it in his head how revered, um, how uh, how revered Sandman is, and like you cannot fuck that up. They're gonna have to strip the internet it down will eat you alive. so much. Well, to make you know, trilogies movie. are a big fucking deal right now, and I know it's ten books, and you got to figure the first book's gonna it's be. Actually, if if he does the prequel, it's gonna be more like twelve. But they're not gonna do the prequel. Um, Just say. I know that, that you know they talked about the first book being or the first movie being based on um, preludes and nocturnes. Um, I'd imagine they're going to. Not pop- a lot happens in that book, though. Well, he goes on his quest through hell. Um, well, if you remember what happens in that book, he gets trapped. Life goes on with everything fucked up because dreams gone. He eventually escapes, makes it back to home, and finds out that everything's fucked up, and he needs to put his house to rights. Yeah, but it's his quest on getting the 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 helm, the dust, and his ruby. Mm-hmm. Now the question is, how are they going to pull that off? Because you you figure they're probably going to write out the Martian Manhunter scene. Um, how are they going to pull off? You know, because Constantine yeah, was Constantine the, the, the one that had the link to the. Dust. Uh, well, his girlfriend had it, and she'd become a junkie, which was God, fucking amazing. Um, I mean, the scene where he goes to, uh, plays the, the game of words with the demon, I'd fucking love to see that translated into film. Um, I'd love to see how that would work, um, if done well. Um, but how are you going to pull off, yeah, Constantine and, uh, and Dr. Destiny with the ruby? Like, it, it's, especially with DC building their universe right now, their cinematic universe. Which is interesting because in my original vision, when he finally meets up with Lucifer, in my head, Lucifer has always been heyday David Bowie. He looks like him in the first issue. Yes, he does. Um, there's that that scene where he's it's the triumvirate, and it's I I mean I can picture the the panel in my head right now, and it's like it's fucking David Bowie, and you know that Gaiman probably had some kind of like Shane Blackism in his script about that. Yeah. You know, like so. Finally meets up with Lucifer Morningstar, who bears a striking resemblance to David Bowie. Oh, David Bowie played Lucifer. Now, come on, don't, don't you want to see? Don't you want to see the? Um, what's the fourth book? Um, not a game of you. That's book five. What's the Seasons well, of Mist? Seasons of Mist. Um, see that cinematically would be fucking epic. The whole thing with the key and the all the envoys. And Thor? Thor's really funny in that. Yeah, but I mean, 
you could do the same thing with the uh, the inn in the time storm. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, the uh, the Chauncer book. Yeah, I was gonna say, and also the sub. Uh, world, uh, what, uh, not worlds and um. Uh, what is it called? Well, it's on the bookshelf yeah. over there. I was gonna say, and also the sub story where he has the bets with his siblings, where they make different bets about. Uh, I was gonna say, making this particular guy happy, and it's like, can you make him happy with madness? Can you make him happy with illusion? What book was that in? It's it's a sub story between him and despair, I believe. Dream and despair? That yeah. seems weird. I was gonna say, and there's the other one where he has the bet with John, the gentleman he will not die. They won't Hob. die. Yeah, John Hobb. Hob. Well, it was Hobb originally. Yeah. I uh, know. Uh, Rob Gadlin is his name. I was gonna say, visits him what every hundred years? Yeah, I'm not detail oriented at all. Like I said, it's gonna say visits him what every hundred years. Every hundred years to see if he wants to die yet. And it's it's sometimes good and it's sometimes bad. But it keeps on living. Like I said, why would I want to die when there's so much to live for still? God, he refused. Like it's such a interesting concept of refusing to die. Um, no, I would I would love to see Seasons of the Mist. Um, if I had to pick the you know, it, you'd have to divide um, the Furies and. Um, the wake into like two like you know kind of do a uh like a twilight harry potter thing where it's a third movie but divided into two yeah um to, to do all that but i would imagine that you'd have you'd try to cram like first movie preludes and nocturnes second movie seasons of the mist and then the the furies and the wakes or the fury in the wake i think would be kind of my arc um and then you'd have... Yes, but you have all the layers as to why the Furies are after him and why he ended up killing his son. And it's, ugh. Oh. Uh, so many layers. That wasn't Game of View. That was the one where they have to go hunt down Destruction. Uh, Did you ever read my Sandman parody? No. Where Destruction was played by Desertion? And yeah. you've always just missed him? Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, it turns out, um, turns out the bland man is sad because he's a pretentious goss singer. And he's, uh... Joined by his sister Pandemonium, who's had his voice on fire, and she keeps popping in at different corners of the. Uh, she just runs around. That's all she does. Yeah, a lot of free time, didn't she, Doug? Yeah. Well, Okay, so to continue on this, Arrow. Two big notes on this one. Uh, no, not a lot of Easter eggs, um, other than, you know, you, you kind of see more of the flashback on the island with Ivo. Um, you haven't seen it. I'm going to spoil it. I don't mind. The only reason I hadn't watched it because the internet was acting up, and so I was having a hard time getting a good stream on it. I'll save the best for last. Um, so the two points. One, uh, Roy has finally kind of come out about having the Miraku powers, mm-hmm. and uh, Ollie has as as the as the vigilante or whatever they call it, or as the arrow, um, uh, has gone to him and said like, I know what's going on. You need to be, like, shown how to, like, temper your skills. Yeah. I'm going to train you. And it's like, boom, sidekick. Um, once again, I'm itchy to see if they're going to call him Red Arrow or Arsenal. Um, probably not Speedy. Um, As previously discussed. But on, on that note, I do want to talk about the pacing on going from the Vigilant, kind of being called the Vigilant, or the Hood, the Hood. It was the Hood. The Hood to kind of becoming literally Green Arrow uh-huh. is really quick and I'm not sure I'm happy with it. Like, I don't mind that Tommy died and he's got this like, okay, I'm not going to kill anymore, but to have Sarah, is it, yeah, Sarah gives him the mask 
the domino mask that he wears now instead of paint. Yeah. Um, you know, you have that opening sequence where he goes, you know, I must become, bless you, science. Um, something else. Where he must become something else. And he's literally looking at the green arrow and he's taking on a sidekick. And I'm just like, that kind of stuff I would like to see maybe later on in like a third season where I want to see him kind of struggle between the identities of the Hood and Green Arrow for an entire season as opposed to just kind of like gradually getting there over a course of a season. It's like... You can't do, you can't do both him and Laurel struggling with identity issues at the same time. Laurel goes to jail. Thank God. You're um, irritating the crap out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and by the way... They actually almost verbatim said a line I said to you on this podcast. Okay. Um, they start investigating Sebastian Blood. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, what do we, like, you know, what do we think is bad about him? And I remember telling you this, and uh, Felicity says, well, his name's Blood, but that can't be good. Pretty and I remember early on that, in the season. No, you yeah, said that verbatim. Never trust, never trust a man named Blood. Um, like I said, no, you said that to me verbatim. So, and there was an actual scary moment on, like, I kind of jumped on the new episode, so I want to ruin that, but uh, it's at the very beginning. Uh, and then secondly, and most important for me, you see him in the mask, you see him in the body armor, you see Deathstroke. Did you nerd squeal? I nerd squealed so hard. It was just like, oh, I can't even get the air out to squeal, like, it was just like, and it looks good. Oh, he, he looks. He takes off the mask, but he's still wearing like he's got the bandolier. He's got like the body armor. He had a sword, like Deathstroke does. Like he kills like a bunch of Blood's henchmen. Like you know, and he's got the 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 eye patch. I'm just like, fucking Slade, like fucking Deathstroke. Oh, it was glorious. Oh, uh, it was so fucking glorious. I almost texted you, and I was like, he's in the fucking armor. Um, like they finally fucking did it. Like he's not in a fucking suit. Um, like, you know, um, yeah, like, he's, it's, I, I honestly think they're gonna do the whole thing where Mirko has warped his brain where he's, you know, become, like, a tactical genius. Um, well, I hope they do. That's, you know, I, I really hope they don't stray too far from, you know, um, the, the comic from that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I was really excited about, um, the fact that you're gonna have possibly Arsenal and then the, the big reveal finally for you, for Deathstroke. <laughs> I mean, it was a big reveal to see him in the modern day and be like, oh, shit, it's going to get real. But, uh... Shit just got real. Shit just got real. Um, hashtag dumb shit Doug says about Veronica Mars. Um, Did you want to move on to uh, JLA War? Yeah, I thought that'd be a good segue. Yeah. Um, I watched uh, the new DC animated Justice League War. It's based on the uh, Jeff Johns, Jim Lee, um, New 52 reboot of the Justice League. Got some interesting characters in terms of. I didn't read the Justice League. I didn't. I haven't read a whole lot of the New Fifty Two. I was un, very unimpressed by their uh, Teen Titans stuff, uh, but I really liked uh, the Batman stuff a lot. And uh, except they they uh, they uh, Barbara Gordon still walks. I was like, it kind of took away the whole Oracle thing. I wasn't thrilled um, with that aspect of the Bat Family, but. Um, so, interesting cast of not only characters, but interesting voice casting. Um, I will get into the, the characters first, because I think some of them you might be like, really, they're on the Justice League? You do have Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. All right, yeah, you're going to have the Trinity. Um, they're joined by Green Lantern, who mm-hmm. is a complete dick, and I loved it. He is this egotistic, he calls Batman a tool, in the cartoon. 
That's pretty hilarious. Uh, at one point, talks about uh, he traps Batman when they they tracked down Superman, and Batman's like, "Well, we got to go in there," and he's like, "Oh no, you're staying here." And he's like, "Well, what do you think's gonna happen?" He's like, "Here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna go kick Superman." Literally, this is a verbatim quote. I'm gonna go kick Superman's ass, and TMZ is gonna have the footage tonight. Awesome. Like he is, he calls Batman a tool. They say "damn" like six times in the first like twenty minutes. I was really happy that it's more adult oriented now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Justice League is joined by Cyborg. Guess what he is? And um, they don't call him Captain Marvel anymore. They call him Shazam, which I don't know if you're aware of. Yes, I know the big green, yeah, the yeah. big red cheese. Um, they call him and. Uh, Interesting voice casting. Um, not a lot of names I knew, which is very odd for DC Animated and, uh, and Andrea Romano, the voice director. Um, names I knew, they had uh, George uh, Newburn, who you would know as the voice of Superman from the Justice League cartoons. Okay. Um, not Superman Animated, because that was Tim Daly. Um, but uh, he ends up voicing, um, oh, what's his name, uh, Trevor, whatever, the, the Wonder Woman's envoy. Um, character and um, military liaison, rather. And uh, so you had him, you had Sean Astin as Shazam, <laughs> which was fun. Um, and then, weirdly, Alan Tudyk as Superman, which I really liked. Because Superman had these great moments where, like, this is a you know, universe reboot, and one of Superman's first lines is he meets Green Lantern, you know, and Batman, and his first words are like, You guys look interesting. What can you do? And you kind of get the sense that Superman's kind of like reveling in his powers where he's like, I'm super strong. I have heat vision. I can fly. Like, all right, let's see what, what you can you do. do. Like, yeah. let's like, you know, put the power dicks on the table and, and see. Punk. Yeah. That's more Batman. But And there's some good lines with Green Lantern where he's like, you know, talking to Batman. And he goes, wait, so like, what do you do? Like, super strength? No. Wait, you're just like guy in a bat suit? And Batman just turns around and kind of smiles. And there's this scene where he's like, you know, I'm Bruce Wayne, and... It's because he's the goddamn Batman. He's the goddamn Batman. He can name his goddamn car whatever he goddamn wants. <laughs> Fucking Frank Miller. Um, I love it. Um, it was good. I really liked it. Uh, I thought the pacing on, on Cyborg's, like, sub subplot was a little itchy. Um, this is the, kind of the, like, a new phase for the DC Animated where you don't have um, Bruce Timm, who we've talked about ad nauseum because you know how influential he was on, on me period yeah um this is the first time you see stuff without uh Paul Dini or um or Paul Dini rather and and Bruce Timm and you have you still have Alan Burnett and you have um God, Jay Olivia um who worked on the Justice League cartoons I, I trust him implicitly with the with the material um but some of the pacing was a little weird but um I liked that uh, like I said it was more adult oriented it was darker uh, yeah, uh, and Dark Side is fucking amazing. Yeah, uh, we may have to have him on the show. Okay. Um, but it's it's a lot of like you see next snap, a lot of blood, a lot of break. Uh, Dark Side breaks Green Lantern's arm. Wow. At one point, yeah, and he's just he's just fucking he's Dark Side. He just shows up and he's like, I'm the Alpha, I'm the Omega, I am Death, I am Dark Side, and that's like all he fucking says. And you're like, so I guess we're gonna cool. Deal with give him the planet. Now. Yeah, I'm done. Like, you win, don't care. You have parademons. They're scary as shit. Here you go. So, um, no, I really liked it. Um, so, and it was interesting because, uh, in I guess, in the New 52, um, like, only s- certain characters have met for the first time type thing. Mm-hmm. So you have Green Lantern and Flash, like, know each other, but 
Green Lantern and Batman are meeting for the first time, and Batman and, and you know, um, Superman are meeting for the first time, and Superman's about to pummel Batman in the first meeting, like, you know, I'm gonna smash you, and he just goes, Clark. And Superman fucking stops and goes, whoa. He's like, oh, crap. And it's like, yep, that's his fucking power. It's a fucking badass. I'm getting excited just talking about it. I'm gonna have to rewatch it. All right, then. While looking at our time, I think we're actually going to table the last three ones I have on here. Uh, yeah, got to give me the time to watch that. I don't... What is combo specials? Comedy specials? Yeah, we can... Yeah, we'll hold off. We'll table um, those. Yeah, because you can... You, if you have the time, we can watch... Um, you can watch some of that stuff. We'll kind of play catch up. Okay, so we'll have that whole conversation on the podcast. We talked about it last week when we uh, put a pin in uh, Don John. So, internet told me I'm wrong. Doug, pull ah, it up. Pull it up. Weirdly, we're going to be talking the first one right off the bat is about Deathstroke. Uh, Pre-52, uh, his wife had actually gouged out his eye. Um, in the New 52, it was an explosion caused by North Korean soldiers. Um, PIG. PIG Launcher stands for Pipeline Inspection Gauge. Okay, thank you. Um, when you launch it, it means you kind of, like, flush the pipes and it kind of resets the gauge. What does the phrase pig launcher make you think of? The opposite of angry birds. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little pig in a slingshot. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, Me too. I misspoke and confused uh, two, uh, two comic book uh, storylines. Uh, Pym's redemption was at the end of Secret Invasion, not Secret War. Um, either Secret Wars, 80s or uh, 2000s. And uh, names from Cloverfield we might possibly know. Only Lizzie Kaplan uh, was the only one I knew. But uh, it was Michael Stahl David was the main character. Okay. I was going to say, uh, I could not believe Other than, me. you know, the I'm monster. Like, what? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, like I said, like T.J. Miller played the guy at the camera. But other than that... Um... Oh, T.J. Miller. <laughs> Wolverine class. All right. In mistakes I made this week, we had a bit of a freak snowstorm happen. Okay. Did not realize until I was walking home from work that my shoes were so old, the bottom of both soles of my mm-hmm. boots had cracked. I'm getting there. I was fucking miserable. I was so fucking miserable. And that's that's literally the one thing I hate about snow. I hate when it gets into my shoes and makes my socks wet. Do you get zombie feet? I do. Trench foot. Well, trench foot requires it being in boots for months at a time, but yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know, and they start kind of... Never mind, I'm not going to describe trench foot to you. Kind of... Bad military geisha foot thing, binding of the feet. Kind of. You know, when you're in a trench for weeks and months at a time, you don't want to take your shoes off. Horrible things happen. Yeah, I can't really see kicking back and relaxing in a trench. Now I'm trying to think of good trenches, and none of them are coming to mind. Nope, I can't think of anything good that would come out of a trench. Kaiju? It's still not good. Codename uh, designation knifehead. Knifehead, yeah. <laughs> so goddamn sci-fi. It's it's right up there with um, when uh, Angelina Jolie in um, uh, Sky Captain of the World Tomorrow, where yeah. she's like, "Ready the amphibious army," and you're like, "That was the most goddamn science fictiony thing I've ever heard." About the fact that she's supposed to be a great pilot, even though she has one fucking eye, so she has no depth perception. They have instruments on planes. Use the force? Deb is unimpressed. She's enhanced by miracle? <laughs> She's got the eye patch. She's got the eye patch. Alright, and our last little tidbit here. Social contract, asshole. 
Sidewalking. Sidewalking. Um, Jesus, the Mary Chain moment. Um, yeah, this was on the way here. Um, and I'm gonna kind of expand out, possibly. Um, but I had a woman who was not of slight build. Uh, and I'm being charitable. Who was walking in front of me on the sidewalk. God, I hate when right? you get stuck behind somebody who's walking slower than you are and one, they won't pick a side. One, yeah, walked right in the middle. Two, walked slow. Three, decided to slow down so she could, like, start dialing her fucking phone. Which I get because she got to the intersection and then, you know, but it's like... But there was that print of get out the phone and so, And I'm like... I couldn't go around her because of, like, bushes and then street. Yeah, it's just, why wouldn't you walk to one side so you don't well, stop the flow really of traffic? Well, she really couldn't. She liked the boulder from Raiders? A little bit. A little bit? A bad perm. Ooh, yeah. this woman doesn't have anything going for her. No. No, she was not, uh, didn't even have a cute face. And I admit, especially if I'm walking around playing Ingress on my phone, I will sometimes be a very slow walker and be distracted, but I always but try... But you stay on the left or the right. Like I said, I try and take myself out of the flow of traffic just because I know what it's like to be walking somewhere with purpose and get slowed down by, you know, the elderly couple holding hands and walking at the speed of slow. Well, <laughs> well and today, like, you know, I, I told you uh, when I got here, I was running a, 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 about 15 minutes late, and... Um, you know, it was like, so my brain and body were like in hurry mode, and it's like, you gotta get down there, you gotta get to 7-Eleven, you gotta get the Red Bull, you gotta, you know, and I was very cognizant of how long it takes me to get to your house now since of yesterday, and the scheduling to, to meet the, the boys here, um, and uh, so I was trying to like, you know, hustle, and it's like, okay, there was someone just meandering in front of me, like, and I felt a little bad when I kind of cut around her really quickly. At, at the corner, but it was like... You know, I never feel bad when people do that to me. I most of the time am thinking, oh, I hope I didn't trap them behind me for a while. It never bothers me when people detour around me or cut in front of me at an intersection if they're walking faster than I am. And I'm a fast walker. I mean, that's... I'm just naturally that way. You have longer legs than me. I move fast for someone my height. Okay. I'm not saying, I'm just saying very well how how scone dough I am built. Ha <laughs> ha! I think we should end on that note. Ha <laughs> ha! Who's that knocking at the door? Why, it's our supervillain friend of the show. Okay, Simon. Do you mind answering a few questions for us? So, Simon, I, I heard you're a big fan of the WWE. I mean... How do you feel about going into the new year? I mean, do you, do you have big, big thoughts for WrestleMania, or do you think it's just going to be more of the same crap? One, two, three, out. Thank you for listening to the BACN, your home for almost bacon and banjo!